Hi there. there. Welcome to Cream and Sugar. Allie, what do you want? I want a shrubbery. One that looks nice and not too expensive. Me. Me. (laughs) (laughs) Me. Me. I hope people get that reference. Anyway. Okay, what did that have to do with tea? Well, we'll get to that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was say, I don't get it. Well, I mean, the reference to Monty Python, and then I, I will I will explain why a shrubbery is relevant to today's episode, which is T101. Yay! Finally. Yay! We start with Coffee 101, and then we come back to tea on episode eight. <laughs> we took our sweet time. Our sweet tea time. Well, good tea has to brew for a little while. Or steep. Ah! Yeah! Because keep, I keep swapping them frequently. Me too. <laughs> um. Anyway, it's been a hot minute. How yeah, you brewing? I'm brewing pretty good. I I've done a lot in the past month. <laughs> yep. Same. What you What you been up to? Uh. So the last time we recorded was like June 13th. So I have a ton to catch you up on. Yes, please. Okay. Uh. So. On our last episode, I think we were talking about how I was excited to finally get to go on vacation for the first time in Mm -hmm. a hot minute. Mm -hmm. Well, it ended up not being as fun as I wanted it to be. So, (laughs) no, what happened? Well, (laughs) we went to the Outer Banks and it was really nice to see my family. Uh, But the whole time I was stressing about my cat. And Mm -hmm. I I mean, it was on my own fault. I was like, last minute, I was like, hey, can you watch our cat? And the the person who was going to watch our cat was like, no, uh, no. So I was like, oh, my God. Oh, God. So I had to go and go to my coworker. I was like, hey, can you watch my cat? He was like, yeah, sure. And he was like, when? I was like, "Uh, this weekend. He goes, well, I have a friend with me. I was, he was like, I can, I can only go there once a week. I was like, ah, crap. Okay, okay. Once or once a week? No, once a day. Once a week. Once At a day. It's one feeding, and that's it. <clears throat> I was like, okay, as long as you play with him a little, he should be okay. He was like, that's fine. I was just let me send me snaps or something of him. So he was very good to him. Toulouse ended up biting him once because he was just being Toulouse. Mm-hmm. But uh, I stressed about that the whole time, and the weather was kind of bad, and. I don't know. It wasn't really as beachy as I would have liked it, but it was overall an okay vacation. I'm sorry. I ended up wanting to go home. Yeah, I feel that sometimes where I'm just like, "Mm, this was going to be fun, but I I just want my bed. Yeah, I think I'm now at the age where two to three days, maybe four is a good vacation for me. And anything Mm -hmm. over that, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to get back to my regular routine back in my bed with my clothes. Where I don't feel guilty we're using a dishwasher or or the washing machine. Mm. So you mean like a weekend trip up to Myrtle Beach and or down to Charleston? Yeah. That, that kind my, of vacation? Yeah, that kind of vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh so Outer Banks was just okay. 
Uh, Mike and I had a lovely time together. So that's good. That was fun. We ended up taking job, a, Mike. We ended up taking a bubble bath together with our bathing suits on. <laughs> Thank you for the clarification. No, yeah, we were definitely in our bathing suits still, you know, because that would be inappropriate for everyone. <laughs> so <laughs> there was a giant jacuzzi in the master bath, and mm. we put on our bathing suits. We used body wash to fill up with bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> and we opened a bottle of wine and split it in a bathtub and it was really great that sounds fantastic yeah it was a good day it was really rainy that day so came back and soaked in a basically a hot tub nice and then uh after that was fourth of july weekend and mm -hmm. mike's family came into town so Colleen and the kids came down and we were having a good time. We spent 4th of July with them. We ended up going to see a fireworks show, which was awesome. They uh, they actually gave me some of those um, wax earplugs. Uh, uh -huh. Yeah, you, a lot of kids will use them for like swimming so the water doesn't get in their ears. Oh, but I used it for the fireworks because like I mentioned in the 4th of July episode, I don't like loud noises. Mm -hmm. So I now have a way to watch fireworks and enjoy them. So that was really fun. Nice. Yeah. That's exciting. I uh, I feel like we should note for listeners, because th this episode's not going to come out until, I think, three weeks into August. Oh. Uh, but we are recording on July 24th. So 4th of July isn't quite so far behind us as it will be for everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> we just love to provide you amazing content. So we, we're just rolling them out. Mm-hmm. Can't be helped. <laughs> But uh, what we didn't know until like 4th of July was that the rest of his family was coming too. We thought it was oh. just Colleen and the kids and that they were staying till Tuesday. Well, turns out it was the entire family and they were staying the whole week all the way until Sunday. So we got to watch a lot of baseball. Um, they stayed all the way until July 10th. Uh, we had dinner with them downtown in Charleston and said goodbye there. And uh, we'll probably see them around Thanksgiving. But we had a good nice. time with them. Yeah, that's a lot of quality family time. Even yeah. I mean, Outer Banks wasn't super great, but still. Yeah, this the past two weeks have just been filled with family. And from there, it only gets busier. But tune in next episode to hear the other half of that. Yeah. <laughs> How are you brewing? Uh, I'm brewing pretty good. I um, have some interesting stories from from the first part of when we weren't recording. <clears throat> um, as you know, because I could not wait this long to fill you in, uh, while I was trying to move into my new condo, I came by with a couple of our other friends to show them because they hadn't really seen it in person and I had gotten some furniture in. And we walk back out to the closet on the back porch and the floor is wet because the water heater burst. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> a week to the day before I'm supposed to move in. Oops. Uh, and other hilarity ensued from that day, which was only hilarity because I had two other people with me. If it was just me, I think I would have broken down crying and just curled up in a ball in the water and quit. Oh. So... <laughs> Um, well, you would have had a nice bath. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> a very rusty bath. Mm. Mm. Uh, so I have some brief notes that take up my entire screen. 
what happened. Brief and so. entire screen don't go together. <laughs> well, it's the whole day. So I will uh I'll I'll quick fire some things off for you. Go for uh, it. I woke up from a dream that Walt Disney was trying to murder me, but Walt Disney was Evan Peters. And then one of the friends and I are very bad at being on time when we're going to hang out with each other. So we were supposed to get together around like 9 or 9.30. I don't think we actually got together until like 11.30 because we will both do that thing where we procrastinate. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I just haven't gotten a shower yet. And then she'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I haven't even left yet. And like, but we end up <laughs> timing it together. So it works. Um, That's true friendship right there. <laughs> yes. The in-sync <laughs> procrastination that is not scheduled clearly. So... Um, we ended up getting to start Loki, which by the time we're recording is completed. She still hasn't caught up though, so we gotta watch that soon. I think she's coming over Monday to watch it. It's gonna be exciting. But um Ooh. anywho. So we got to start that, which was nice. And that was a plus. And then that's when our other friend joined because I was packing up and everything. We were gonna take a load over to the condo. We snacked on some tea and we were all laughing and giggling, and then we discovered the water heater. So oh no. Before that, God, I need to read my own notes. Okay. <laughs> so we snack on tea. <clears throat> I forgot at that point, my mom's side of the family was also in Disney. So I was uh, watering plants for my aunt and uncle. So we had to go do that first before we went to the condo. So we go to the house to water plants. My phone is dying because I thought this was going to be a very quick trip of just water plants, drop things off, show off condo, go back and keep packing. So... I didn't see the packages they wanted me to check for. We got the plants watered. I text him, the packages aren't here. I'll check again in a couple of days. And then he calls me. But because I'm getting out of my phone, out of my car, I'm getting out of my car to go look for the packages, but my phone is connected to the car. It keeps hanging up on him while the other two friends are in the car. So they're like not wanting to talk to him because they don't really know him and they don't want to interrupt the conversation. It's just a little bit chaotic. So I find the packages. They were hiding in the mailbox. <laughs> Get that back inside. Then we go to the condo. And in my notes, it says, wondered why closet said sploosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to paint you a sign for your outdoor closet. And it's just going to say sploosh. Please. <laughs> Caution. Sometimes sploosh. <laughs> um, so I had to call the after hours maintenance guy. It was like 630 on a Saturday. Uh, the three of us were laughing. I kept making jokes about, you know, my water heater is going to have a baby because it's water broke. <laughs> Trying to, trying to keep the mood relatively light, which worked. Um, the maintenance guy comes in and the water heater is set up on a little, probably three or four inch box off the ground. And he gets up on the box and reaches around to the valve on the back and he just goes, ha, and it's a curse word that I'm not going to say on our podcast, but you know, not a good curse word you want to hear from the maintenance guy turning off your water heater. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, He eventually got it fixed, but he said the valves are a little bit stuck. So I had to be careful about the water. So I was scared to turn on anything. And I assumed he turned off all the water anyway. So I didn't want to turn on the sink. Uh, found out later that was not the case. But <laughs> still. Um, so I called dad. Because dad's the one in town. And I'm like, hey, I don't know what to do with this now. Because the maintenance guy advised me that the bottom of the water heater had burst. So it was going to continue leaking 40 gallons of water until it was empty. Jeez. And dad was out um 
a little ways away from the house so he couldn't help but he was like you could go to my house and i have a hose and you just hook up the hose to the bottom of the water heater fun fact there's a little faucet on the bottom of the water heater where you can hook up your hose and then you tighten it and then you pop the a valve on the top to let some air flow in so that it releases the pressure and then it will drain through the hose huh. in case you ever need that knowledge we are an educational podcast <laughs> um but on our way to get the hose uh, one of my friends realizes she doesn't have her phone with her and we're like, oh, it must be upstairs because, you know, we were sitting around waiting for the maintenance guy and mm-hmm. we just assumed she left it on the chair. So we leave. Dad's house is around the corner. Uh, we get cut off by some geese on the way over there. So I have to wait on that. Rude. I miss a turn. So I have to turn around and go back. Whoops. And then we get to the house <laughs> and we can't get the hose off the front of the house. Uh, <laughs> so then I call dad again and he says, well, I have one on the back of the house. You can walk around to the back. So we start walking around to the back of the house. And um, the neighbors have their sprinkler system on Mm -hmm. in the evening because the sun's been really hot. So we have to walk through the running sprinklers (laughs) under a mimosa tree that's not a full grown mimosa tree. So it's low hanging. So you have to duck under it. And then I can't get the fence open. So I'm sitting in the sprinkler trying to get the fence open. Finally get that. Grab the hose, which is unconnected already, and have to go back through the sprinklers to get to the car. So then we get all the way back to the condo. And I go to back into the parking spot where I was and it, I missed the angle. So I pull into the parking spot next to it. And one of my friends, the friend that has not lost her phone, gets out of the car and looks at the ground and goes, oh, hey, is this your phone? Because it had fallen <laughs> out of her pocket when she got into the car and was in the parking spot. And if I had backed into the original parking spot I was planning on, I probably would have crushed her phone. Well, that was lucky. That was super lucky. The the whole day is just like funny, very lucky things. Oh my gosh. Um, So phone is fine. Uh, We get upstairs. I had recently shampooed the carpets while the furniture was out. So we carry the hose upstairs and one of my friends not knowing any better just kind of carries the hose around willy nilly and it drips rusty hose water on the shampooed carpet. Mm. (laughs) That's fun. Which is fine. It's not that big of a deal. Um, It ended up drying okay. We also let a big beetle into the condo while we were holding the door open to get the hose out from the back porch to the front porch to run it not on AC units and machinery out back. Are we talking like Paul McCartney or like Ringo? (laughs) Uh, Which one's (laughs) scarier and bigger? Because whichever one is that. I guess Paul McCartney. (laughs) Ringo seems like a cute. You'd see Ringo and he'd be like, oh, it's a beetle. You see Paul McCartney. You're like, why are you in my house? (laughs) You know how you do. <laughs> anyways. Um, anyways, we had to Google how to get the hose connected. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all needed to pee, but the water was off or we thought so at the time. So the toilet was not an option. <laughs> uh, the hose is kinky. Oh, my phone is still dying <laughs> while we're looking up all of these. <laughs> oh, we're looking up all these. Sorry. Tutorials. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the right comment, but I couldn't resist. <laughs> sorry okay <laughs> no i'm gonna keep it that's staying there okay technically cursing um so when we finally get the water up and going and it starts draining off the front porch yeah i agree <laughs> um we're worried that it's running onto the neighbor's porch while we're unloading my car oh. so we have to go check that <sighs> finally we get this all resolved we leave the water heater draining 
I feel okay leaving everything where it is. So we go and I'm like, I'm going to buy you guys food because what was supposed to be like maybe an hour and a half trip tops has now turned into a six hour trip. Mm -hmm. So we go to cookout because that's what they wanted. And cookout's line was wrapped around the building. So we're like, okay, then we'll go to Wendy's. So we go to Wendy's and Wendy's is closed. So then we go to McDonald's and we finally get McDonald's and then we get home. And then I forgot to take out the trash (laughs) and my phone has now settled on 12% and I charge it. So it's basically what happened when I came up, except a little less dramatic. Yes. With, with trying to find food, end up settling for McDonald's again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so-, so by the time you got to come up, um, the plumber was there and I was getting the new water heater installed. Yeah. And they're like, where do you work? I say, uh, pharmaceuticals. Because I didn't want to be like, yeah, I work as a technician. And they'd be like, oh. And they're like, oh, you're smart. I go, yes. Yes. <laughs> That was a great plumber. If you're in the Myrtle Beach area, you need a plumber. I know a guy. I've met this guy. Pretty cute. He seems knowledgeable. Yes. He knows his stuff. I am more confident in him than I was the maintenance guy who said he turned off the water and didn't turn off the water. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, that's where I'm going to leave my how you brewing. I moved in now with your help because you coming up and helping me move all this stuff meant that I actually got to get moved in July 4th weekend. Which wasn't intended was because... Colleen and the family were supposed to be here and I was really like, no, I can't make it and I'm sorry, but I ended up coming back. What what was, I worked after Outer Banks, left that uh-huh. Friday, came straight to you. We helped you move, stayed up till like 11 or 12, getting everything, got McDonald's, ate dinner. Yeah, you came up after traveling for a week wanting to be home and then we're still willing to leave your home immediately after work on a friday Mm -hmm. to come help me move until midnight and then wake up and have to go back the next morning to have company over which i i really appreciate because that's a lot yeah and then i spoiler alert uh i did not slow down the next two weeks either so this is my first weekend since leaving for the outer banks that i don't have to do anything and this doesn't count as doing something because I enjoy this. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't have to go anywhere on this Saturday. And I think that's the first time in a long time. Nice. So happy Saturday. I hope you're having a great Sunday or whatever day you end mm-hmm. up listening to this podcast. All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. I think that might be our longest How You Brewing yet. Yep. Anyway. Would you like to? <laughs> Sorry, I had a burp in the middle of that. Um, would you like to get into our quick fire question of the day? Yeah. Yay. It's a special one for this episode. Okay. I would like to know, what is your favorite kind of tea of all time? Okay. So I'm going to give you a little timeline. And it's going to lead up to my current favorite because I have a hard time picking an all time. Okay. All right. The very first tea that I truly enjoyed was a raspberry herbal tea. Mm, Uh, That is how I got into hot tea. It's the only one I would drink when I was sick in like middle school and high school. My mom would make me have that with honey and lemon for like bad Mm -hmm. colds. So that was the first tea I willingly drank because Before that, I didn't like tea of any kind. Sweet tea, iced tea, nothing. Just not a tea person. And then flash forward to college. My godfather asks, 
have you ever tried oolong? I go, what is oolong? And he's like, it's blah, 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 blah. And I'm hoping you'll describe it better because up until this point, I thought it was a black tea. Uh, ah. So for for story purposes, I'm going to say a black tea. And it's just a really good tea. I was like, all right, cool. So that was my go-to black tea, which I'm probably about to learn is wrong. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, you're not that wrong. It's a, it's an understandable debate slash confusion. Okay. We'll get into it. Yeah. yeah. So, and around the same time, he also said, try Darjeeling. It's another good one, which I thought was a black tea. I don't actually know what Darjeeling is, um, but it's another black-ish tea. And mm-hmm. I really liked those two at the same time, all the way up until the end of college, where I started playing a different D&D campaign than the one with our regular friend group. It was the one with some friends that I had made in a biology class in school. And mm-hmm. she uh, is like, hey, do you want anything to drink while we play D&D? I was like, uh, what do you have? Expecting alcohol. And she lists a bunch of tea. I was like, uh, okay, um, the, the vanilla and chamomile sounds okay, I guess. I've never had chamomile. So she pours me that, and we put a little bit of French vanilla creamer in it. And then from that point on, it was chamomile forever. So chamomile. <laughs> uh, I think is... you mean. Oh, excuse me. Shamamale. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, uh, shamamale, <laughs> as I've been corrected. <laughs> but chamomile is my absolute favorite. And herbal tea, according to Twinings, you steep for four minutes. Thank you, Twinings. Yes. And that is what I'm currently drinking is chamomile. Nice. So uh, according to your your story then, did your friend go blueberry, raspberry, ginseng, sleepy time, green tea, green tea with lemon, green tea with lemon and honey, liver disaster, ginger with honey, liver without... Liver without honey. (laughs) Can't do it. Ginger without honey, vanilla, almond, white truffle, blueberry, chamomile, vanilla, walnut, constant comment, or Earl Grey. Are those all of the flavors that Twining has? Those are the flavors that Ramona runs through in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Oh. (laughs) Do you remember the scene where she opens her cabinet and she's like, do you want tea? And then just runs through the list and goes, and Earl Grey. Actually, that's about how it went. She she is a big tea fanatic. She was the first person I ever met with a teapot. Um, I don't think you had showed me yours, so I didn't know you had a teapot. Well, I only got my teapot re- relatively recently. Okay. Then I had, she yeah. was definitely the first person I ever met with a teapot. Nice. So that is how I learned to like chamomile. And then there was one day that we were sitting on the couch and you were like, you want some tea? I was like, you know what? Sure. And you're like, I have chamomile. And I was like, that. I want that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I've loved it ever since. Nice. What about it you? Is, it is pretty quality. Yeah. What What about you? Um. Well, mine, so mine also has a story that I cannot remember for the life of me if I've told on this podcast yet or not, but it is a very, my favorite is a very specific brand and type. It is the Rishi Spicy Masala Chai, which I have the container for you on video. Excuse me, sunshine. I want to show things. Beautiful. Isn't that so nice? It has a nice little container. Got Um, a satisfying top. Yeah. So this tea is, uh, believe it or not, a little bit spicy. I found it 
when I was visiting the friend, one of the friends I mentioned earlier in the water heater story, mm-hmm. um, because she went to a university that was like several states away and it's an, a relatively old university. So they had this thing at a hotel on campus where you could go to a tea party. And she was like, while you're visiting, we should totally go to the tea party. So we went and they had it set up where all of the tea came from the Rishi brand. But they went through about nine or so teas and they explained like this one's a white tea, this one's a black tea, a green tea, uh, different things. And you could smell the loose leaf and then you pick one to try and they put it in a personal French press and bring it to the table with you while it's steeping. And then they're like, okay, give it a couple minutes and then you can pour it. And here's they had the three tiered bistro tray with snacks and sugars and it so fancy. Oh, that sounds so, so nice. We'll have to try to recreate it one day. Yes, please. But this is the tea I chose there because oh. I was like, yeah, spicy tea sounds interesting. And uh, I have fallen in love with it ever since. I had a really hard time finding it because this particular one just wasn't it wasn't at World Market. It definitely wasn't at Walmart. It wasn't anywhere that I could find. And then at one point um, that friend got me. I can't remember now if it was a Christmas present or a birthday present or what. But she bought me the teapot. The really nice wrought iron teapot that I have mm-hmm. that you can steep tea in, and this tea. So, oh, so you've just been savoring it. Mm-hmm. I wonder and if you can so find good. it online. I looked. Um, the only one they had was like a bulk one that was fifty bucks, and I wasn't quite ready for that commitment. So, mm-hmm. well, Christmas mm-hmm. is coming up, so we'll see. But <laughs> sorry, I'm waiting for that echo to end. <laughs> Every time I said it, it goes bong. Um, it's nice, and I'll read off the ingredients later because I want to revisit our teas when we get into like what the different teas are and mm-hmm. what that means for what we're drinking. But from the ingredients, it makes sense that when you drink it, it has what you would typically expect from a chai flavor, but then it just has this nice heat that sits in the back of your throat. Ooh. And I love it so much. And when I was visiting her, it was January, so it fit the mood pretty well. Oh, there yeah. was snow on the ground, which I've only seen like three times in my life. Aww. <laughs> so very exciting there was snow on the ground the weather got up to 60 and sunny just for me wow because as soon as i left it went away again (laughs) and i was drinking this tea so solid it said oh we got a southerner coming we better turn up the temp a little bit protect the southerner so she'll come back one day (laughs) so after all that that was a long intro yeah like a half an hour intro (laughs) thanks for hanging around (laughs) Sorry for the tangents. Um, I'm not very good at telling stories, surprisingly. I I am not either because I include way too many details and then I get distracted and I make jokes and everything else. So I just get so excited that I want to say everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, and also this and also this and also that. Hi, welcome to our podcast. I have ADD <laughs> and Allie gets excited. <laughs> I'm just energetic and then exhausted and then energetic again. <laughs> we try our best here. Uh, would you like to learn about what tea even is? Yes, because as far as I know, it's hot leaf juice. And then Iroh would smack me and say, how could a member of my own family even say that? And then <laughs> I would just grin a little because he said we're family. Oh, that was so satisfying. So... Let's jump into what tea is. I'm so excited. Let's do it. This is inspiring uh, some things I'm going to be doing in my personal life upcoming. Coming soon. Yeah, you know. (laughs) We were up late last night and I got got woken up pretty early this morning. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
So, similar to coffee and wine, tea, at least most traditional tea, comes from one plant. Really? And that plant is a shrubbery. Oh! (laughs) That makes more sense. Shrubbery reference. Yeah. The plant is called Camellia sinensis. Okay. Sinensis. Um, It is... Like I said, a shrubbery. It's an evergreen that's from China originally. It just grew in a lot of the evergreen forests. It grew in a lot of the evergreen forests in China. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Talking. Um, it did eventually make its way over to Japan, which is why you know a lot of tea comes from China and Japan but because they have different ways of preparing it, it's slightly different. And if you know what you're talking about, you can tell the difference. Mm-hmm. I don't quite know what I'm talking about to that degree yet, though. So maybe one day. <laughs> uh, the plant itself has very glossy green leaves, kind of like how a Hollywood, uh-huh. specifically a holly bush. Um, if you've ever seen those. Yes, I run like into it. them a lot by accident. Oh, that's okay. comfy. Um, but the leaves are actually more in the shape of a bay leaf as opposed to the little spiky bits like a holly bush. Okay. So they're waxy and thick like a holly but they're more rounded with a little point on the end Ooh, like like this shape i'm making with my hands <laughs> if you cup your hands together and then put them together and that's the shape of a leaf i like that it should make this sound <laughs> um wait wait That's another Monty Python reference. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't have anything about elderberry tea, so Uh. I'm sorry for that. Um, According to thespruce.com, Camellia sinensis does best when it's planted after the last frost of the season. Oh, okay. So very early or very late winter or very early spring, and then it can produce. It is an extremely slowly growing plant. Really? It's, uh, from what I was reading, typically recommended if you're going to plant it from a very young age, you do not harvest it until the the shrubbery is at least three years old. Wow. So it's a commitment if you're going to be a tea grower. Yep. Hmm. Which is what my plan is to be. All so right. I, might, I might get a young one or I might see if I can get one that's a little bit older and then just repot it where I'm at. But yeah, you'll know. So there's actually two varieties of the Camellia sinensis. There is one called the Camellia sinensis variety sinensis. What? <laughs> which is the shrubbery from China. And it's usually uh, stronger against cold and it's what's more commonly used. Mm-hmm. But there's another one that's the Camellia sinensis variety asamica, asamica, which is found more in northern India and it tends to have larger leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest difference, though, between the taste in teas that you get comes from similar factors to coffee, which has to do with the environment it's in, when you harvest it, how you handle it after that. Um, For tea, oxidation is a big part of that process. So Mm -hmm. we'll get into that more later. But so it can, the varieties can affect the taste, but it's more about how you handle the leaf and the plant itself. That's going to get you what you want. What do you really, really want? 
What you really, really want. So tell me what you really, really want. North Carolina State University specifically recommends, quote, for optimal tea production, it's best to prune four to five inches just before spring growth to encourage shoot. So um, you plant it right when that last frost is passed, and then you prune it every year around that time just to encourage it to keep growing. Hmm. That's cool. But it's going to take its time doing that, so... <laughs> Um, so I wrote myself some questions when I was doing these notes and mm -hmm. my first question was, can I grow this plant? Okay. The answer is yes. Oh, <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> and you well, can too. Like Ding. currently, or like if you have a backyard. Like I'm going shopping, uh, next weekend and I'm going to see if I can find one. That's so cool. So not, you're going to have like one. a big old pot and you're going to put it in the corner of the porch. Mm-hmm. Yay. Uh-huh. I'm very excited. Are so, you going to name it? Upcoming escapades in the next months to years. I will try to make my own tea. We'll post on Instagram. Yes. It's going to be a hot minute, though. <laughs> relax. Go drink some other tea. I'll let you know when that's ready. <laughs> uh, so one of the best resources I found for specifically if I can grow this plant was the American Camellia Society who I would assume that know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, they say that the Camellia sinensis grows best in the United States in areas called zones seven, eight, and nine, hmm. which I had to do some research. Uh, apparently there are different zones just based on climate in the country of what, you know, sunlight and weather and soil composition and all sorts of factors that go into whether you would be able to grow certain plants. Mm hmm um, South Carolina is completely in zone eight. Nice. So we are good to go. We got the clear. So you are too. Ding. If you're in one of those Ding. zones. <laughs> yes. It also bans, uh, if you picture the continent of the United States and you start probably from about Georgia to North Carolina and you just droop all the way across in like a low hammock hanging kind of vibe, that's about zone eight. So I'll like, include the picture on the Instagram. So like Bible Belt area? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Basically, anywhere that you would get really hot summer, but not equator summer and not super cold winters, but is not out of the question to have a couple snow days. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. From my own opinion, that's not really a professional opinion. Just... <laughs> <laughs> that's how I picture the country. But I will include that map on the Instagram and the Facebooks for anybody that's intrigued and just looking if you're in a different area of the United States. To I am. Out where you are. I am intrigued. Know your zone. Oh, they even got into more detail. Yeah, this is okay, this I says we're in this. Uh, A and B, specifically more B because we're in the Tidewater area. Mm -hmm. But either way, um, according to the American Camellia Society, Zone 7, 8, and 9 as a whole are good for the Camellia Sinensis plant. So, nice. Yeah. So you could go as humid as Texas and most of Florida. Mm -hmm. that's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. It even gets uh, all the way up towards some parts of like Kansas and Kentucky in Zone 7 mm -hmm. where you could grow the plant. So You can grow this as far as like parts of New Jersey. Definitely like Delmarva Peninsula area. That's pretty crazy. And over in Seattle, if you're really feeling spunky. Hello, Seattle. 
I am a tea bush. A camellia sinensis. <laughs> Hello, Seattle. I am camellia sinensis. I will disguise myself as a nice black tea. <laughs> uh, anyways. Any hoodles. Uh, the American Camellia Society suggested or really more stated that the plant likes bright light or full sun but is also okay with partial sun so kind of ideal for a back porch like mine that faces the sun half the day that's nice i uh, napped out there this morning and was a little bit concerned i was going to get sunburned but i didn't so good job woo uh they also say a maintainable height of just keeping it pruned and shaped and everything is about three to four feet generally so i can reach the top Uh uh-huh yeah that's my kind of tree and they recommend um if you're going to grow it on a porch or anything like that that you keep it in a relatively large container because the plant does get heavy Mm -hmm. uh but they also said that it's a really good foundation plant and just the uh, the type of bush that you would want to plant around the side of your house or in front of your porch or anything like that in the ground because it's so strong and heavy it'll It'll give you that nice foliage look, but it won't wither away and blow away with a strong wind. That's really cool. Yeah. I did do some brief searching to see if I could find it right away in my immediate area, and I could not. Um, But there are some local nurseries that I'm going to try calling and maybe see if even one of the big box stores like Lowe's or Home Depot might have it. I doubt it, but they might. uh... A local nursery may have it or be able to find it. I went ahead and looked up for your sake. Uh, to be careful while your cat is on the porch because tea in any form is toxic to cats. So I think that includes raw leaves. Probably. So just make sure he doesn't munch on it like my cat does. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, my cat is fairly trainable. So Yeah, my cat's not. He's pretty stupid. Although I did get him to lay down for his treat. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we're uh, learning that. We now know... Three tricks. The other nice thing about my porch, uh, at least right now, is I don't have a ton of stuff for him to get on. Mm -hmm. Well, like even I have the couch out there and he doesn't like to sit on the couch as much. So if I have it on a small table or something lifted off, he won't really get to it. Okay. And I think I've already scared him with touching the screen. (laughs) Excuse me. Because he kept, he would put his front two feet on it and just look up and I was like, that, 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 no. And he's like, ah, and got back down. I think we've resolved that. And that is our kitty talk for the day. (laughs) (laughs) Our itty bitty kitty committee. Uh, Um, Thank you, Mabim Bam. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, other podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) I can't talk about cats with anybody else without being like, my itty bitty kitty committee. Wait, I realized we didn't dink. Mm. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Dink. Dink. I like with the clear mugs, we can see each other when we dink. Mm-hmm. So even though I couldn't find one immediately, I did some research into how to actually harvest and care for the plant to see if that was also a possibility for my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when I learned that it is a very slow growing plant, which is okay. I'm sure I'm going to be impatient and want to <laughs> make tea with a plant that's too young and it's going to be awful, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Um, They did also recommend, they being the American Camellia Society, recommend that you prune it lightly, regularly, at least annually, um, and that some of the teas taste best immediately after flowering. Mm -hmm. Oh. They also said you can propagate 
the Camellia sinensis, which for those that don't know what propagating means, propagating means, um, it's when you can either manually remove, or in some cases, if a piece of the plant falls off and it's still healthy and alive, you can use that part of the plant to start growing a completely new plant. I do that with my succulents. Mm-hmm. And um, I think you can also do that with a lot of fruit plants. I don't know if it counts as propagating, though. You can with some fruit trees. I know you can do it with roses, although it's called mm-hmm. grafting at that point. That's because roses are special. Uh, well, grafting is where you like cut the stem and reattach it to a different notch in a different oh. part of the bush to create a new stem. Interesting. Uh, but I think that's what I don't know if you can do that with like fruit trees, whether it's grafting or propagating. I'm not sure if it creates its own roots or if it can just connect to like the xylem and phloem of a different branch. Right. So that'd be something to do research on. Yeah. Another time. The best way to propagate a Camellia sinensis plant is to cut off the top branches specifically. So the newer growth um, near the first, where the first leaf is right around where the branch turns from green to brown Mm -hmm. or the stem turns from green to brown. So on the brown side, right around that first leaf is the best place to propagate it. And then you pluck away that little first leaf and the bud, and then you replant it and you wait like half a year. Oh, because it, like I said, takes its time. So you plant the the part that you've snipped into like soil. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's cool. And then you just keep an eye on it and keep watering it and loving it and talking to it sometimes. And eventually it will be a plant. Oh, there he is. Um, I learned something very exciting about caring for a camellia sinensis, though. What? You can protect it from cold winter weather with a bed of moss on top of the soil. Aww. Which is so exciting to me. I love that. Could you just keep it there year round or would it leach too much nutrients? I don't know for sure. I'd have to research further. But I do know that's what they recommended when the frost starts to set in, that the moss can kind of help protect but not attack. And this is all for like traditional tea teas, right? Like this, this is not herbal tea. Correct. Cause that's, we'll get into that completely later. different. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wasn't yep. sure, but I felt like I needed to ask anyway. Yeah. Speaking of which, my next question was what makes different teas taste different and how do you make them from this one plant? Okay. Okay. So I'm going to take a guess. Okay. Uh, one variety you yell at them a lot and you just say the meanest things and then you get a really tough bitter tea and then Mm -hmm. for another variety you're just gonna just just whisper and say really nice things and really encourage it and uh, that's gonna be like your white teas your really delicate teas and then Mm -hmm. uh for the green teas you're gonna tell it how awful it is for the environment and tell it to be better, and then it's going to want to be green. <laughs> yeah, that's what that is. <laughs> and depending on what therapy session you send the different teas to, you can change the flavor of the tea. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Can we send them to the barista <laughs> therapist? <laughs> I don't recommend it. I don't think it's going to be a very thorough session. <laughs> You're like, hi, welcome to Starbucks. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> 
So um, it's actually oxidation. Oh, it's science. So, so we're just gonna put some oxygen on it and then hope for the best. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna toss it up into the ozone, <laughs> especially the green tea. It's gonna figure it out and then come back down as a different tea. <laughs> oxidation. <laughs> Sixty-four. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you probably know because you like science, but for plebs like me who did not know immediately and had to look it up, oxidation is literally breaking down the cell's walls to release enzymes that will produce more oxygen in the plant. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um. You can actually see oxidation, not the process itself, but the result. If you ever cut into an apple and leave it out and it starts to turn brown, it's that same process where we've severed plant cells and now it's like, <laughs> and turns brown. It's the uh, it's the mortal enemy of avocados. Yes. Speaking of which, I uh, saw a TikTok the other day about when you cut an avocado in half, if you store the other half with green side down in water. It keeps it green a lot longer, and it worked. I kept it overnight, and it was green the next... Like, I had it for dinner one night, and when I came back for dinner the next night, it was still green. Wow, and it A little wet. I was about to say, it didn't taste like water. <laughs> you know, I've noticed that at the sushi restaurant, when I get avocado salad, it's literally lettuce and avocado with eel sauce. It's mm -hmm. wet. Yep. So I, they probably store their avocados in water. Probably. That's really cool. It works. And it really doesn't affect the flavor. Um, if you're looking for it or if it's like the restaurants probably keep it sliced up mm -hmm. and then stored in water. I only kept the whole half of the avocado in the water. So the only part of it was exposed. Hmm. And then when I cut it up, obviously the inside's not going to be wet. So, and I left the pit in. So that part also wasn't wet. That's really cool. Yeah. So pro tips. From <laughs> <TikTok>. <laughs> <laughs> So when it comes to making tea, there's a couple different ways that you can promote oxidation. Um, that's when, if you've ever seen anybody making tea by hand or even with the machines, it's rolling and crushing and tearing and cutting and verbally bullying and just, you know, being mean to the tea leaf. So you weren't that wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it just depends. But controlling this process is what's going to help you get different teas. Um and aside from just deciding not to roll or crush or bully in any sort of way the tea, you can also control oxidation by when you heat the tea leaf in the process. Hmm. Because when you heat it, it almost freezes the cells and the leaves, so it will stay green the more you oxidize it, if that makes sense. It's less oxidation because you've heated it before. I think that makes sense. Yeah. So... I wanted to learn more about specifics of how to make different types of tea. Mm -hmm. uh, the first thing is teaflowergardens.com gave some recommendations on how to actually roll tea leaves to promote oxidation, just because that's one of the most common forms when you're doing it by hand. Uh, their instructions were to roll all of your harvested leaves into a ball and then roll them on a hard surface. So between either your hands or a rolling pin, if you want to get real intense about it, um, and roll those up and then you keep opening the ball and rearranging the leaves and you roll it again and you try to get as much of the juice out as you can. I completely missed the part where you said in a cloth and I've been trying to figure out how to get these leaves to stay in a ball. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how are you doing all this? How would you use a rolling pin? Forgot you said in a cloth. Okay, mm -hmm. never you, mind. You beat the leaves. <laughs> 
<laughs> like Play-Doh until they cooperate in your hands. And then you put it through um, that little extruder and you make spaghetti. Yes, spaghetti. <laughs> uh, they also said if you're making just like a single batch or just a little bit of tea, you could use your palms to roll it just between your palms. Mm-hmm. Which, When they said that, for whatever reason, my brain immediately thought of the John Mulaney bit where he goes, I'm going to push him. <laughs> I'm just gonna push him. So, would you like to take a guess without looking ahead at the notes of which tea has more oxidation yeah. than others? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So, I'm going to guess that it goes in order of most oxidized to least oxidized black, mm-hmm. green, and white. Almost. Is white in the middle and green would be mm-hmm. the least because it's green? Yep. Because it holds the green and the chlorophyll. So, I have no idea what white tea is. So I really well, didn't know how to put that in my ranking. Yeah. So it's white tea is from a plant called Camellia sinensis. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really the differences is just how you process it. Um, so I went through, actually, it was almost funny because I at one point signed our cream and sugar account up for Sipsby just to see what would come through Mm -hmm. and as I was sitting down to do these notes Sipsby sent me an email or sent us an email that said what's the difference between green tea and black tea so they are a uh, source for this episode because they just had real convenient timing I didn't know they wrote that many blogs and everything thank you Sipsby (laughs) thanks Sipsby Um, so between Sipsby and the spruceeats.com I got some pretty thorough information on how to make different types of teas uh let's see let's see so i the first one they talk about is green tea mm-hmm. greer greer <laughs> greer ha- uh, <laughs> i gotta include a link to that video as well didn't we say we were gonna include it like three episodes ago <laughs> i think we did and then we just didn't put it in there whoops it might have been for a coffee coffee green green <laughs> um so with green tea Uh, Because it's the least oxidized of most, if not all, of the teas, you want to start with heating so that you're going to limit how much oxidation you have. Mm -hmm. Um, Typically, in Japan, green tea is steamed to heat it, whereas in China, that's where it tends to be more pan fried. Hmm. And this is like a dry pan or are they like doing this with oil? In a dry pan. Okay. Okay. Kind of like uh, roasting like spices, you would dry dry roast. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep, exactly. Because you're just trying to pull out um, some of that moisture. And I guess when you pull out the moisture, it prevents it from getting so broken down and oxidized when you're beating it up because it kind of freezes it where it is. Mm -hmm. I don't have any actual evidence for that one. So don't don't count me too much on that. But um, but the green tea is green, like you said earlier, because it's literally keeping it green by preventing that oxidation. Mm hmm. Uh, so teaflowergardens.com said if you wanted to make green tea and you have access to a camellia sinensis plant, they recommend you harvest two leaves and a bud specifically in each of your little snippets. Um, and preferably in the morning, they say you spread it out and let it wither. So just out either in the sun or just in a cool, dry space in your home mm-hmm. for up to eight hours. Or four hours at a minimum. It depends on how much you want them to wither. But you basically want them to start to dry out. But not quite crumble at the touch. Mm -hmm. So then if you're going to do it the pan frying way. You roast it in a dry pan for five minutes. 
and then uh, if you want to do the stream the stream the steam way <laughs> you could let it steam like you would vegetables on your stovetop for about 30 to 60 seconds okay so not super long but enough to freeze that process then you let the leaves cool completely and then you roll it firmly you're gonna roll it you're gonna push them firmly grasp it <laughs> uh, and then for green tea they recommend you heat your oven to uh, anywhere between 185 and 200 degrees Fahrenheit and then you let it just chill in there for about 10 to 15 minutes huh. and then you have tea wow and then you literally yeah. just put it in like a ball and steep it for X amount of time mm -hmm. yep uh, I did not look up specifically how to steep tea because I want to get into that later in another episode um, this is specifically how you obtain tea okay leaves uh, but they did say you could keep them for anywhere from six months to a year once you do that. So, so the next one in levels of oxidation is white tea. Mm -hmm. For white tea, they recommend you harvest one leaf and a bug. A bug. <laughs> <laughs> you harvest. That's where the extra nutrients comes from. <laughs> Protein. It's the it's the biggest beetle. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it's full on John Lennon. <laughs> Wait, I thought it was Paul McCartney. No, Paul McCartney's the scariest beetle. Oh, okay. John Lennon's the biggest beetle. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then Ringo's just the pill bug. <laughs> and nobody even mentions George. I forgot about George. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Poor George. Oh. It's because George has a normal name and not like Ringo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so for white tea, you harvest one leaf and a bud. Which typically, for white tea, uh, they recommend you keep an eye on the plant. They didn't specify when this was, but if you look sometimes in the morning, some of the leaves and buds will have little white hairs on it, Ooh. and that's the optimal leaves to use for white tea. That's when you bully it and tell it to shave? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And you make fun of it for having, like, gray hair until it's getting old and huh. all that. Yeah. Uh, for those, you actually want to spread and wither the leaves for two to three days. Hmm. Uh, and those, you do want to let them almost dry out completely. So when you touch them and they start to crumble, that's kind of what you want. Not Thanos snap into ash level of crumble, <laughs> but... <laughs> and this spreading out is the oxidation process? Like, this is where you're letting them get exposed? Or is the oxidation, like, the time that you leave it on the bush the oxidation is when you specifically roll the tea leaves or when you physically beat them up to break them down oh the withering is more to let all those flavors settle into the leaves because i think if you if you oxidize them too early you're going to get a lot of the bitter flavors from still active enzymes because it's still not totally alive obviously because you've snipped it off but it's still got enough liveliness in it that it's going to have those natural defenses kick mm -hmm. up and it's going to taste bitter so you let it wither to get rid of those effects, and then you can oxidize it. I what? sense a new tongue twister. Oh, yeah? Yeah, if you let it wither, it'll give bitter and, you know, like the bitter butter. <laughs> <laughs> My stepmom's favorite. So there's this chick named Betty. <laughs> I learned the whole butter. thing recently. I was like, oh, my God, did I learn it from listening to Allie? <laughs> I'm so proud. Maybe. You should do it. Do it now. Do it live. All right, all right. We're gonna do it live. Betty bought some butter, but the butter Betty bought was bitter. So Betty bought some better butter to make the bitter butter better, but the bitter butter made the better butter bitter. 
Perfect. Really? <laughs> that was beautiful. Yes. Well, I haven't done it forever. Okay, hold was, on. Were those Betty actually some- right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. It's Betty bought some butter, but the butter Betty bought was bitter. So Betty bought some better butter to mix the better butter with the bitter to make the bitter butter better. But the bitter butter made the better butter bitter. Okay. I missed some of it, but that was pretty darn close from my first <laughs> live attempt. I'm so glad we recorded that. I'm going to send it. Yeah. To <laughs> He's going to pull it up. He's going to say, Betty bought. She's going to be like, nope, and delete it forever. <laughs> I love you. Yeah, we love you. Um, any hoodles. So yeah, so you let that white tea wither for a long time. And they actually specifically said for white tea, you don't oxidize it. So you don't beat it up. You put it you let it wither and then you immediately put it in the oven at a lower temperature. So closer to 175, 180 degrees Fahrenheit for 15 to 20 minutes until it's extra crispy. Extra crispy. Extra crispy. And then, okay. So I started to get tired the further I got into these notes. So you're going to have to bear with me for these jokes as they come up because they could have been made way earlier. And I waited until like now. Oh, you're good. Oh, I have a butt liquor below me. Butt liquor. Like a but like a um, the next is oolong tea. Yay! Which I had to look up on the spruceeats.com specifically because uh tea gardens did not tea flower gardens did not have it originally. Hmm. So apparently oolong wasn't cool enough for them. <laughs> but according to the spruceeats.com, you pluck the very youngest leaves and leaf buds for oolong tea. Mm-hmm. So when I get impatient, I will be making oolong tea. And I will be driving <laughs> two hours to try it because mm-hmm. I'm very excited. For oolong, you only let it wither for 45 minutes, but you leave it in the sun. Mm-hmm. So it's getting all of that heat and dryness from the vitamin C. <laughs> uh, and then you bring it inside and let it sit for another two to three hours in a cool, dry place. And they recommend specifically you go back and stir up the leaves every hour when it's inside just so it gets dried out a little bit more evenly. And then they also did not mention oxidation. They just said, pop it in the oven at 250 for 20 minutes. Oh my gosh. So literally they just want you to let it rest in the sun, then chill in a cool place. And then you're going to cook it again. Yep. All right. Um, I did make a note on the spruce eats because they went through how to make green and white and black tea as well. But I'm primarily using the recommendations from tea flower gardens because they were a little bit more specific. Mm-hmm. Um the spruce eats had that temperature 250 for 20 minutes for every type of tea. So there may be other ways of making oolong, but they were the only ones I could find that would talk about making oolong. So onto black tea, which is the most oxidized of the teas we're talking about today. So for black tea, which by the way, in China is actually called red tea because of the color of the tea once it's steeped. That makes sense. Uh, Yeah, it works. Um, you oxidize it and then you heat it. So you can beat it up and bully it and roll it around and then you're going to heat it. You can bop um, it, then twist it, then pull it. Yeah. Okay. And shout it. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> ah! Uh, and I don't know if you're looking at the notes actively. You don't have to if, if you don't have it pulled up. But um, I'm just going to read you the notes I wrote I, from Tea Flower Gardens. I do have it uh-huh. pulled up. Do you need me looking at a specific section? I'm I'm on the black part with you. No, you're good. I'm just going to read that part that you can see that is clearly different from how I did everybody else's. You mean the all <laughs> caps? <laughs> yes. I haven't actively read it. I'm just on that section. 
So I'm going to okay. let you read it to me and just react. <laughs> so here are the instructions as I have them written down. Okay. It is harvest two leaves in a bud or three to four leaves if you're feeling spunky. Okay. Then in all caps, wither, baby, wither, baby, wither, baby, wither for like 12 to 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, don't you dare let those leaves dry out because you don't want these to dry out that uh, like the other ones would. How do you then keep I have, them from drying out over 12 to 24 hours? If you come back and keep checking on it and you notice that they're starting to dry out faster, um, you can take them in closer to 12 versus 24 hours. Or you could move them if you have them in direct sunlight and it seems to be too much. You can move them to just that cool, dry place Okay, so that they don't get quite as much dryness. Um, then I have roll, baby, roll, baby, roll, baby, roll without heating. <laughs> Because you're going to spread the wet rolled leaves. Uh, because sometimes when they when you wither them for that little bit of a time, the wetness kind of sticks around. So instead of taking them off the wet paper towel or anything, you're going to keep all of the moisture there that you can. And then you're going to roll them. And then you're going to spread them back out again for another two to eight hours. Hmm. Yep. Uh, and tea flower garden specifically made a note that your goal is for the leaves to start looking brassy so if you've ever looked at black tea you might see some lighter brassy pieces that maybe didn't get roasted or dried out quite so much so you're kind of looking for that look Uh, and then they recommend you dry them in the oven for uh, at 200 to 250 degrees fahrenheit for 10 to 15 minutes and then you drop the temperature down to 180 to 200 degrees fahrenheit for another 10 So it's a little bit more complicated for black tea. And yet it's like the most popular. Yeah. Well, I think it's easier to let the oxidation happen than necessarily trying to preserve it. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Um, My next question Mm -hmm. was, what's matcha? Because I knew it was related to like traditional green teas and everything, but I didn't know how we actually got to matcha. Um, I know the answer to this one. Matcha Mm -hmm. is... The really big guys that are like big and buff and tough. Uh huh. Uh huh. A matcha man. Yeah, a matcha man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently matcha, which I knew it matcha was special, but I found some information from PureLeaf.com, and they were saying that the process traditionally to make matcha is very particular and has religious roots, hmm. um, particularly from Buddhist monks in China. Mm-hmm. But the word matcha has its foundations in Japanese because ma means ground and cha means tea. Hmm. So it's ground tea, which makes sense because it is a powder. Yep. Um, It is also made from Camellia sinensis and grown in very particular parts of Japan, um, some areas near Kyoto and in the Aichi prefecture. I apologize for my pronunciation. It's A-I-C-H-I. It's typically grown in shade for three weeks because when you keep it in the shade, it apparently has more chlorophyll. It probably needs more chlorophyll to try to get the amount of sunlight that it needs. So it's working overtime. Yeah. So that's why matcha is so green. Hmm. It's chlorophyll. I also find that it has a very strong flavor and it's one that I don't like. Mm -hmm. It's very earthy and I love it. It's a little too much for me. 
But um, the short version of the process is you pick the leaves like you would for green tea. You steam it like you would for green tea. You dry it. And then instead of just sending leaves like that, you literally just powder them. Traditionally with uh, stones or like a mortar and pestle. Mm -hmm. But some of the more commercialized ones will be used big machinery. So Hmm. that's really cool. So that's matcha. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Before we get into herbal. Oh, it's macho. Oh, not macho. <laughs> it's macho cheese. It's macho tea. Anyway, so herbal tea. Herbal. Herbal. I had to go to the Republic of Tea to learn about what herbal tea entails. Um, It's literally any tea that is not made from Camellia sinensis. Oh. Yep. So... They say uh, you can use, quote, various leaves, fruits, bark, roots, or flowers belonging to almost any edible non-tea plant. Did you say roots twice? Did I? I said leaves, fruits, barks, oh. bark. <laughs> <laughs> leaves, fruits, bark, roots, and flowers. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I can't hear, apparently. <laughs> From the leaves to the fruits and the bark and the roots. Flowers. That's it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's the whole song. So this is where Shamamale comes in. Yay. Yay. Um, Did you know? No. All right. Chamomile, the flower. (laughs) The chamomile flower is part of the daisy family. I'm not surprised. <laughs> For anyone that doesn't know, daisies are my all-time favorite flower. Mm-hmm. So. And apparently your all-time favorite tea. Yeah, apparently because it's also my favorite tea, it's just, I'm going to have to get a, a daisy tattoo at some point. Mm-hmm. It's required. Apparently my whole get- life revolves around it. You could get a saucy little duckling with a daisy in his mouth. Instead of, you know, like the dances with the rose. So he's just like, mm-hmm, I'm a duck with, with a little daisy. I love that. I actually got a good image of that. I might. I might get that. <laughs> you should totally do it. Um, I'll get I'll get a cactus with his eyebrow raised and just moss flowing out of his mouth. And holding a little dandelion. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you could also grow shamamale if you wanted to. I really want to. You should. It grows in the sun with some shade, and it's once you get it going and get it settled, it's fairly resistant, kind of like a dandelion, but not quite to that extent. Mm-hmm. Um, Republic of Tea also said you harvest the flower heads, and you harvest at the peak of their flowering to get the peak flavor. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're another one that once you harvest them, you dry them out in the sunlight, basically until they're crumbling. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it can take all the way up to two weeks. Uh, they recommend a minimum of one week at least. So the picture, kinda... so the picture of the on the box where it has the full flower on top—that's not how it's supposed to be steeped. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, you end up steeping the full flower, but it's just a very dried-out version. It's not nearly that pretty. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. You only have to dry out the flour till it crumbles and then you can make tea. Huh. You don't have to bake yeah. it? Nope. That's awesome. I am absolutely yeah. going to be making that at some point and it will be on TikTok and or Instagram. Mm-hmm. I just need to find shamamale seeds. Or a whole plant. 
Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So it's not. I don't have an extensive amount of information on herbal tea because there's so many different types of herbal teas. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to highlight chamomile because I knew that was going to be your favorite choice. <laughs> of course, you know me so well. <laughs> yeah. Um. Another big question I had was, you know, you have the green tea and the black tea and everything else, but how do you get all of these other flavors into teas? Like, for example, the key lime green tea that you have, I was curious about. Oh, which is so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, from everything I could tell, it's basically kind of similar to what we were talking about in the Earl Grey episode, is you just blend it with whatever you feel like adding. Hmm. So for Earl Grey, you add the peel or the essence of the bergamot. For uh, the key lime, I imagine it has the peels of key limes in it and probably maybe a little bit of coconut or something else that would Mm -hmm. kind of bring out that key lime flavor. Uh, But it's particularly interesting for my Rishi spicy masala chai because let me find it here on the box and I will read you the ingredients. of Chai counts as an herbal tea? It does not. Um, it's, It's a black tea, but the flavor is what's intriguing to me because it has such a strong flavor. It's not just from the black tea. Where is it? I know it's on here somewhere. Ah, there it is. Okay. The ingredients are cardamom, ginger root, cinnamon, black tea, black pepper, cloves, chili pepper, and the essential oil of ginger. Hmm. That is... Very similar to how my coworker makes her tea. Mm-hmm. She said it's that's very important to put it. black pepper in it. Yeah. So that's how it gets this good, good spice. Plus it has ginger in it, which is nice because that brings out, you know, that very specific ginger taste without it being just ginger tea. Mm-hmm. Oops, all ginger. <laughs> Bites into ginger root. This is the best tea I've ever had. Nice. Crunch, crunch. Oh, I thought you were like, well, you were drinking tea, so I just completely yeah. disregarded what you said. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I took a sip at the wrong time. You're good. But yeah, I thought it was interesting, especially the, the combination of the black pepper and the chili pepper, I think, is what sits at the back of your throat when you drink it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you would like it or not because of the cloves. Yeah, maybe not. I don't especially taste the cloves, but I'm also not... I like cloves, so I wouldn't really necessarily notice it. I'd be willing to try it. I had green tea, and I kept an open mind, and I finished most of the bottle. But by the time I got to the end of it, I was like, this tastes like mint. Mm. Because for some reason, commercial green tea has mint in it. Mm. Interesting. I've never had a green tea that doesn't taste like mint. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm going to add that to questions for later. (gasps) Hi. You don't want that. I let you sniff the the loose leaves of the tea. Yeah, and now you don't know where to go. Okay. Bye bye. Oh, look at this shiny butt. It's so shiny. Add healthy coat. Mm -hmm. He's a little dandruffy (laughs) and dry skin. (laughs) Um. So, uh, as I mentioned to you earlier, my last minute notes. I watched a video from a channel called Epicurious. Mm Mm-hmm. That you may have watched before because they do a lot of taste tests and different stuff. And they had one where they had a tea expert come in and taste test tea to see if he could tell the difference between which one was considered like the high brand, more expensive, and which had a lower cost. Ooh. Which I noticed specifically, I don't think he used the word cheap once, which oh. was kind of nice. Um, so he went into some more detail about how you tell the quality of tea. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and when he was going through his tea, you know, it was a lot of tea bags or loose leaf or even sachets, and he cut them open to look at the actual tea itself, which I thought was interesting. Um, he said that the smaller the bits are, the more likely it is to be a less exp- expensive brand of tea. Because typically when you're processing teas commercially, and this is kind of how I knew how to answer your question earlier, as the machines run the tea and oxidize it and separate it into bags and everything, they kind of sift it down through levels. Mm -hmm. So the bigger pieces will be considered the higher quality. And then most of the teas that you can get at Walmart for a couple bucks a box are going to be those smaller pieces. Okay. Which is why it's in those fine mesh bags and you get the little crumbly bits at the bottom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But... I don't totally discount the less expensive brands of tea either because he pointed out that when you have all those smaller pieces, you can actually steep the tea faster and pull out different aspects of the tea from flavor even over to the caffeine and that and all the benefits of the tea. Which is part Which, of the reason when we did the dandelion root tea, my tea only had to steep half as long because mm-hmm. yours steeped a whole 45 minutes where mine only steeped like 15 yeah, and mine was um, actual pieces of dandelion root. And you could see Yours was a high end, itself. and I chose the, the supermarket brand. Yep. Uh, he did say when you get sachets, they tend to have slightly bigger pieces, but the one that he actually ended up opening, he said sachets tend to have bigger pieces, and then he opened it and went, but not this one. Oh. <laughs> so, What is a sachet for tea? So the sa- so a tea bag is traditionally, like you were saying, that little mesh kind of flat package that usually will have the string on the end and that has the cute little tag that says what kind of tea it is and the little mm-hmm. logo. A sachet is when you have those little bags, but they tend to not be that flat. They'll either be, uh, in some of the Sleepy Time teas, they're kind of a round shape, or they are the ones that are almost like a higher quality fabric and they are... I don't know how to describe the shape. It's like it has two points here on top and then perpendicular to that is two points here and the fabric's kind of in between. Okay. I've know? seen some that are called like diamond bags and yeah. they are like teardrop bags and they're like more geometric. Mm-hmm. I think those would be considered sachets because they're made to keep more space in the bag so the leaves don't get crushed. Okay. From what I can tell. Yeah. Um, He also... Like I said, he focused more on the leaf than the actual quality of the flavor Mm -hmm. because he pointed out that you can have the same quality of tea. Like if you and I had the same exact tea, but I used hotter water and you steeped it longer, then we could have completely different flavors by the time we're actually drinking the tea. Not to mention all the things you add to the tea. So he focused more on the leaf quality because that's really where the tea itself is coming from and then it's kind of user error after that if you goof it up like I usually do. So <laughs> so theoretically you could take a supermarket tea and then try to give it more attention where it's lacking and it would taste like a high-end tea. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, he also, so they had him go through a bunch of different types of tea. He had a black tea, a green tea, an oolong, which was actually kind of interesting to look at because when he initially just looked at the tea leaves because they didn't tell him what kind of tea it was, he said that one of them looked more like a black tea and one of them looked like an oolong because one had been oxidized more than the other one, but they were both still oolong teas. So I thought that was intriguing. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did a, a shamamale tea, hmm. which when he opened the bag, it you know as we discussed, when if you're going to get the shamamale plant and make the tea, Usually you would just want to focus on the flowers, but when it's mass produced, the ones he opened had some bits of the pollen from the middle, a couple petals, some darker pieces, and a lot of the stem. 
Hmm. So that gets in there too. You still get the good flavor and it's more convenient than growing your own plant and having to wait a week or two for it to dry out and all that. Mm -hmm. But it's just something of note. It was interesting. I want to try shamamale from the, the, what is it called? The spice and tea exchange. Mm -hmm. I want to try their shamamale because I want to try a high end shamamale before growing my own. So far from what I've seen, they don't have just a chamomile. They had um, one called Chamomile Twist that had some different citrus rinds in it. Hmm. And they had another one that was called Calming Nights, which had chamomile in it, but it also had catnip and a couple other things that were really good. Interesting. I wonder if it had mint, though. I was about to say, usually any kind of sleepy time tea has mint, which Mm -hmm. is why I thought I didn't like chamomile. Right. Because the first chamomile I ever tried had mint. Hmm. So um, um, I never really realized it until she was like, try this one. It's just chamomile and vanilla. And I was like, all right, I'll try it. And it was the mm-hmm. best. Oh, so yeah. good. I wonder if I could specifically request that they give me a little bag of just the chamomile. Because I think they blend everything in-house. Hmm. So they should have the pieces. I'll double check. I'll ask them next time I make my way up there. Cut like, hey, my flower into pieces. This is my bestest tea. Dennett. Oxidation. Dennett. Withering. Dennett. <laughs> <laughs> I'll line that one up later. <laughs> so yeah, so that those were all of my big questions I had about T101 and specifically how you make the tea and what's the difference between T1 and T2 and everything like that. So there's a lot to learn about tea. I feel like I have a much better understanding, though, because before yeah. you could have told me that a oolong was a white tea, and I've been like, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, uh, whatever. Um, I do have a quick quiz for you Yay. if you want to take it. Of course. And it does not have pictures, so you don't have to pull it up. Okay. But I found a quiz that I thought was kind of relevant because, you know, we've done p- quizzes in the past of what kind of tea are you? Mm-hmm. But this one is, can we guess if you're a coffee or a tea drinker? All right. Well, so. uh, for the audience, uh, I don't know if it's pretty evident, but I am a coffee drinker. It's very <laughs> no. recently that I learned to even appreciate tea. So I love me some of that good, good bean juice. Yes. So let's see how many. It doesn't have numbered questions, but. There's a good bit of them in here. Okay. They're multiple choice. So we're going to see if it can figure it out. Uh, specifically, this quiz is from HowStuffWorks.com. Ooh. <laughs> we're not doing a BuzzFeed quiz? It's not a BuzzFeed quiz. Whoa. Uh-huh. BuzzFeed only wants to tell you what kind of coffee and tea you are. And I think we have we, we need to spice it up a little bit. hmm So question number one, do you like to meditate? Uh, this is a yes or no question. <laughs> It's, I try to meditate as much as I can. I meditate all the time. I have tried, but it is hard to sit still. And who has time for that? Uh, I think in true ADD fashion, I've tried, but it's hard to sit still. Mm-hmm. I do try um, to meditate. It's just not traditional. It's more like a few minutes of just stopping and thinking and then continuing with my day. Yeah, that's fair. I sometimes have to go into the full in focus on nothing but my breathing 
mm-hmm. to really calm myself back down. So. Yeah. Um, where would you most like your drink of choice? On the couch with a blanket on me. On the floor next to an open fire. At a coffee shop. Or outside while enjoying a smoke. Uh, <laughs> very particular kind of. Very particular kind of drink. Kinda drink. Um, on the bl- couch with a blanket. Okay. That's kind of how my weekends go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you like things slow or fast? And your options are pretty slow, very slow, kind of fast, and very fast. What kind of things? Just things. <laughs> That's such an that. odd question. How do you like things? <laughs> do you prefer a turtle or a cheetah? Um, I would say kind of slow for most okay. things, except for work, which I enjoy being fast paced. So I'm okay. going to say kind of slow. Okay. Is that going to need more caffeine? No, don't do okay. that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, okay. What does the word biscuit make you think of? Some type of cookie, tea time in England, breakfast, or McDonald's? Not McDonald's. <laughs> God, I hate those biscuits. Uh, my first instinct was some kind of cookie. All right. What do you drink while driving? Nothing. Water. Coffee sometimes. Or coffee all the time. That's really difficult. (laughs) Apparently you're not allowed to drink tea while you're driving. No, no, that's very weird. (laughs) (laughs) Who would do such a thing? I'd do such a thing. You're wild. (laughs) Uh, I would say coffee sometimes because it's either coffee or water. There's no in between. I I don't really drink anything else. Yeah. (laughs) White Claw. (laughs) (laughs) straight vodka Mm. while smoking and also driving yes okay with a blanket is it (laughs) yeah on the couch in the car (laughs) had to pivot to get it in there with the rice cooker (laughs) in the center console (laughs) yes um is it possible to feel too jittery yes (laughs) i think so of course Yes, but I don't feel that way too often, and no way. Oh, man. I'm going to go with, of course. Okay. Because the last two days at work, I've been, like, bouncing during our morning meeting because Mike mm-hmm. has been making my coffee for me, and I think he adds an extra scoop. So, uh. like, by the time I get to work, I'm like, let's work! <laughs> More. Maybe he's been using the espresso. Maybe. Squeaky, squeaky, squeak. Okay. Um, what is the first thing you do when you get out of bed? Get dressed, shower, make coffee, or start the coffee machine because you made coffee last night? My coffee machine is programmable. So it's starting while I'm in the shower. But do you you go or no? So it's set up to just automatically start? Yeah, it's set for 5 a.m. So when I get out of the shower, it's going. So if it wasn't, would you get a shower first or go start the machine? I would get a shower first and then start the machine. Okay. The machine. So I'm going to go shower. I am the machine. (laughs) Uh, Do you ever drink coffee after 4 p.m.? 
all the time. No, why would I do that? <laughs> Maybe with dessert. Once in a great while. And sure, all the time. Sure, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I drink coffee after four quite often because it doesn't put me to sleep. It just helps me focus. Yeah, no, I would. I would. Be I mean, very keep awake. me awake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> coffee <laughs> puts me to sleep. I was like, yeah. <laughs> of course it does. Um, what would you drink with breakfast? A Bloody Mary. A mimosa coffee with baileys or coffee with whiskey Ugh. okay guys guys i'm gonna die on this hill i don't ever want my coffee to be alcoholic it's good if it's iced i just i don't want it coffee to me is a ritual of waking up it's like the only thing in my life that's constant and if i'm getting lit first thing in the morning it's gonna be with mimosas so we're going to stick with mimosas. It's just the hill I will die on that I do not want alcoholic coffee. I had Bailey's in my coffee for Christmas when we did the one with Walter. Mm -hmm. uh, that one Christmas where we had all of our friends together. And I drank it, but I didn't like it. I don't mind alcoholic coffee drinks. I especially like them if they're iced. But depending on the morning... Sometimes coffee could upset my stomach and alcohol could upset my stomach. So coffee and alcohol will definitely upset my stomach. Ah, good morning. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yes, uh, mimosas, uh, please. Okay. How many types of tea can you name? Do you want to just go and I'll yeah. keep a tally? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. Um, are we including herbals? Yeah. All right. I'm going to start with my regulars that I know. Okay. All right. Oolong. Darjeeling, traditional black, chai, um, green tea, green tea with mint, uh, vanilla chai, uh, chamomile, dandelion root, dandelion, uh, let's see what else, raspberry, blueberry, blackberry, <laughs> Um, what other teas we got? Oh, oh, Lady Grey, Earl Grey, um, English Breakfast, uh, Irish Breakfast. Mm -hmm. Um, white tea. Is that a regular tea? Uh, jasmine yeah. tea. It didn't say how specific or vague okay. it could be, so. Uh, jasmine tea, uh... Oh, what else we got? We're going to stop there. Oh, and ginger. Ginger tea. Oh, and turmeric okay. tea. Okay, okay. we're going to stop there. <laughs> so here's the thing. Um, their options are 1 to 10, 10 or more, 20 or more, and there are types of tea. <laughs> and the first time you said stop, you had 19. Uh-huh. And then you said two more. Yeah. Now you have moved from 10 or more to 20 or more. <laughs> Woo! Look at Good me! Job. High five. Um, <laughs> you just got coffee from a gas station, and it tastes awful. What do you do? Uh, I'm going to answer it. I'm going to answer it before you give me options. Okay. You might give me word for word one of these answers. Um, 
one I'm I'm having one sip and then I'm not touching it again. Okay. <laughs> okay, so your options were throw it out, which uh -huh. is probably going to be the closest to what you said. Probably. Go back in and ask for a refund. Which is just rude. Um drink it happily or drink it but be kind of mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I was expecting you to say. Also very close to what I would say. <laughs> Um, but that implies you continue to drink it after the first sip. So I think you're closer to throw it out. It really depends on how bad it is. I've had... It says awful. Oh, well, if it's awful, I'm not drinking it. I hate okay. bad coffee. But if it's just not great, I'm going to drink it and not be happy about it. Because if I got the coffee from a gas station, I needed it. Yeah. That's what I was thinking is you would probably drink it and be mad because you only really get coffee from a gas station when you're driving. Yeah. And even then, I'm trying to get it from Dunkin' or Starbucks. Yeah. Um, have you ever drank cold coffee from the morning? Yes. Maybe by accident. No, that is gross. Sure, sometimes. Or yes, why waste it? Yes, why waste it? <laughs> I, literally, I literally do that when I come home from work. I'm like, eh, why waste? <laughs> yeah. Uh. Why do you drink tea or coffee? For the taste? For the experience? For the buzz? Or for the ritual? For the ritual. Okay. Coffee is almost a religion to me. I That's think I'm on that level. <laughs> <laughs> um, does it worry you to go a day without tea or coffee? <laughs> yes. I cannot live without it. <laughs> The options are no, why would it? No, I can go weeks, maybe a little, or yes, it terrifies me. Yes, it terrifies me. You just got so dark over there. Yeah, the sun went behind the clouds. Do I need to turn on the light? No, I mean, we're not recording the video. Okay. That's fine. I can still see your face. It's just the room behind you got dark. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, which type of book do you prefer? Literary fiction. Cozy mystery, thriller, or true crime? None. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to read one. What's the closest to, like, sci-fi adventure? Probably literary fiction. Yeah, we'll go with that. Okay. I am a fiction kind of person. Which comedian do you like more? Oh, the lights came back on. Are you? I'm gonna guess that Adam Sandler is one of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not gonna be him. <laughs> they are Adam Sandler, John Cleese. Don't know who that is. Jerry Seinfeld and Gilbert Gottfried. I wish there was a none of the above. I don't like any of these people. I wish John Mulaney or Bo Burnham were on here. Right. Uh, what's the other guy's name? John Cleese. I spell L C L E E S E. It's like geese, but with a C L. <laughs> geese? Oh, John Cleese is from Monty Python. Oh. Or at least he's in a lot of Monty Python stuff. Yeah, we're going to go with him. Okay. Because yeah, I'm not a fan of the other people's styles. Well, you know what quote from Gilbert Godfrey I would use, but we, that's not appropriate for our podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, 
Where would you like to live? Charleston's not on this list. Ah. A town in coastal Maine, a village in England, Boston, or New York City? Two of these things are not like the other. City, city, village, or coastal town? All right, so here's the dilemma I'm having. I love the coastal town. I love the idea of New England, but it gets so cold that I would never live there. Hmm. Well, these are all cold places, so. It's a place I'd want to visit. Um, A small village in England sounds so quaint, and I would love that. Maybe I could get over the cold. We're going to go with England. Okay. My second choice. You're not allowed to move there. Okay, cool. My uh, my (laughs) second choice would be the the coastal town in Maine. Okay. (laughs) Oh, this is turning into like a therapy session. Uh How often do you get restless? (laughs) Hardly ever, never, sometimes, or all the time. Is this restless like going to bed restless? I think like just physically moving around jittery constantly getting into things restless there was an all the time right mm-hmm. yeah uh, all the time <laughs> yep same do you sleep well actually kind of <laughs> well there's a pretty well a very well a not bad and a not at all here's the thing when i put my head on a pillow i'm out it does yeah. not take but two minutes for me to fall asleep consistently. Hmm, that's pretty good. However, I wake up tired. And I think that's because I toss and turn. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say pretty well. Okay. Because I also sleep for an average of 10 hours a night. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of sleep. Maybe you just need to sleep less. Well, when I get up for work, I'm only sleeping seven and a half and I'm exhausted. Mm. So I don't know. There are 11 questions left. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I didn't realize how long this was. Okay. Um, how do you do a college paper? I start it a few weeks before it is due. I start it a month before it's due. I start it a week before it's due. Or I stay up all night and do it the night before it's due. I'm in the sweet spot of a week and the night before. I usually mm-hmm. spend three days. And that's okay. most of the work being done the the day before it's due. Okay. So we'll go with the... we're going to do the week before. Okay. Um, which actor do you like best? Oh, no. Daniel Craig. Colin Firth. George Clooney. Or Christian Bale. Well. Batman was okay. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't remember how he performed in it. I think he did pretty well. Um, I don't know George Clooney. Guys, if you googled him, you'd probably recognize. His I face. well, here's the thing: I didn't know who Brad Pitt was until earlier this year. So that's what made me giggle at this question is because I knew you probably weren't going to recognize most of these names. No, I I really don't. <laughs> for for everyone who, yeah, I don't know who this is. This looks like an average old white man. They are all average old white men. (laughs) I don't know anything about him. For anyone that doesn't know, I am really not into movies. It's just not my thing. It takes a lot for me to sit still to begin with. 
let alone for three hours, if I'm not completely captivated by it. So I, I just, and I'm really bad with people. I don't know what it is. I just don't recognize people very well. Um, what were my other options? Colin Firth. We were talking about him at work and I said I didn't know who he was. Uh, is he in Friday? No. Oh. I don't think so. We were talking about Friday around then. He's in love, actually. Hmm. I think I think that's the right Colin. I get all the Collins confused. Mary Poppins. Um. Yes, he's in love, actually. Well, okay. If you pull up their pictures and you just look at their pictures immediately, which one is your favorite? He's in Mamma Mia. <gasps> oh, oh, yeah, he's oh, in Mamma oh, Mia. Oh, it's Colin Firth. It's definitely going to be Colin Firth. <laughs> That's all it took? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> How many books do you read a month? <laughs> Ten? Five? Two? Or none? None. I feel okay. like I'm being attacked. I have not read in a hot minute. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it was going to turn into a therapy session. Um, what happens when you sweat after having too much caffeine? What? I, dr I guess some people sweat after they have too much caffeine. I have never had this experience. <laughs> I drink a lot of water. I cut out caffeine for the day. I have another cup of coffee. Or that has never happened to me. That has never happened to me. <laughs> uh, I shake before I, w I don't sweat. I shake. Yeah, I get like hallucinogeny and like real, real lightheaded when I'm super duper caffeinated. I just get shaky and then I have a hard time focusing, but only because get, my brain's moving too quickly. I also get really anxious. Oh, yeah, that too. Um, are you an adrenaline junkie? <laughs> Not really. Not at all. Not really. Kind of. And totally. Not really. I <laughs> I do love some things. Like I love roller coasters. I love zip lining. But you're not going to find me going skydiving or cliff diving because those feel more dangerous. That's fair. And I tried to climb a mountain and I had a panic attack halfway up. So I'm going to go with not really. <laughs> but you tried and that's the point. I did try. It was a lot of fun. Good challenge. Uh, what class sounds fun to take? Science. <laughs> a meditation class. Oh. <laughs> a kickboxing class. A running class. Or a dance class. I'm going to go with kickboxing because I know dance class does not mean Zumba. I know oh. it means like, we like jazz it, or something. I mean, it is a Zumba class and that is dancing. That's true. I'm going to assume that they didn't mean Zumba. I'm going to say kickboxing because I've always wanted to try kickboxing. All right. Um, what do you do when you are hungover? <laughs> Record a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I never get hungover. I drink lots of water. I take medicine or I drink a ton of coffee. I do none of those. I just act like the world's ending and I lay in bed. <laughs> uh... Um... I would say I I don't know. I don't do any of those things. Hmm. Well, would you say you drink more water 
or more coffee or is your first thought to go to medicine? Like if you're, I'm going to do something about my hangover, which of those three things are you most likely to do? Coffee. Okay. It's not medicine. Mike goes straight for the Advil and I go straight for the coffee pot. I go straight for the water in the Advil, depending on how bad the headache is. Um, would you drink hot coffee on a hot summer day? Yes, absolutely. Well, the options are no way. No, that sounds disgusting. Yes, if there was no iced coffee available. And of course. Of course. Okay. What sounds like the best flavor of tea on a chilly fall day? Oh, no. I laugh because you're not going to like two of these. Spiced <laughs> apple cider. Okay. Pumpkin spice chai. Earl Grey. Or they all sound awful. See, here's the thing. I actually do like one of the things that you think I don't like. Mm. I genuinely enjoy spiced apple cider when it's not so strong. Ah, okay. Like the kind that you get from Starbucks, the caramel apple spice, mm -hmm. is one of my favorite fall drinks. Hmm. So we're going to go with the spiced cider. All right. I assume Surprise. anytime it has fall spice, you don't like it. <laughs> Apple cider is the exception. When it's very okay. strong, I won't finish it. But mm -hmm. like Tim had mentioned, it's almost like a dessert chain. So their yeah. their cider's more not as spicy. Okay. But their pumpkin spice is. So I don't get that. <laughs> Back to therapy. Oh. <clears throat> Your partner just suggested you quit drinking tea or coffee. What do you think? I got to get a new partner. <laughs> it's Sure, why not? I wonder why they are so judgmental. I wonder why they won't leave me alone and I'll break up with them. <laughs> I wouldn't be that dramatic. I'd be more like, why? <laughs> we'll go with the, the why so judgmental. Okay. And then your I'm last question. <laughs> How motivated are you by money? Not that much. Hardly at all. Well, I do like money. I love money, yay. And <laughs> I'm proud of you. Thank you. Um, and I love money, yay, and would do pretty much anything for it. Um, I am mildly motivated by money. So okay. somewhere in the middle. So uh, maybe like the, well, I do like money. Yeah. Mostly because I'm still at that stage in life where I kind of need it because mm -hmm. it's either I'm making it or I'm starving. So, okay. One of the two. <laughs> uh, I'm going to read you the description without what they say and then tell you which one they said. Okay. Well, the last sentence will. Okay. You are not just a fan. You know all about it. You have different types for every occasion, for when you are sick, for when you want to socialize, for when you just want to relax, and when you need to study all night for a test. Oh, no, there are no gonna... two ways about it. Oh, you no. simply love tea. No! Coffee is so pedestrian. <laughs> I just happen to know a lot about it. <laughs> well, maybe to be fair, you're on a podcast. Maybe spiritually, I am a tea person, but physically, yes. I'm caffeine. <laughs> yes. Out of habit, maybe. Yeah. Maybe I'm not your stereotypical coffee person. Yeah. Welcome to the land of teas. You're just such a good influence on me. 
Things. <laughs> I like that we're just automatically assuming tea is superior to coffee. It's not. <laughs> it is. Lifestyle wise. It's not. <laughs> it depends. It depends on the person. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's all I have. You're for going through the sentence and I'm like, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to say, so that's all I had for the T101, but we've been recording for two hours and 40 minutes now, so it's going to be a long one. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even get into history or how to brew the tea. I only talked about how to make it from the plant. This and was their quiz. really awesome information. Thanks. You answered all the questions I had, which made me really happy. Good, good. I'm glad. I uh, Maybe next time, I don't know if I'll get into a specific tea and take a break or if I'll maybe just delve into uh, some history story time or uh, maybe we could do like a blind taste test or something. Ooh, that'd be fun. We could go to our tea exchanges that are near us and then send each other specific teas to try. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yeah. We didn't we didn't mention that in the How You Brewing. Oh, yeah. Okay. so while Colleen and the fam were in town, we went out to dinner that night uh, Mm -hmm. on their last night. And while we are crossing the street to go to the restaurant, I look over and there's this very familiar little compass and I look at it and it says tea and spice exchange. So I immediately start video calling Allie. I'm like, Mm -hmm. Allie, look what I just found. She goes, oh, no way. So now we know that we have the same store in two locations so we can try teas Mm -hmm. and not have to worry about trying to get it through the mail. Yes. Or driving so two hours. They have the same it. blends, right? Yes. <laughs> but yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. Um. But right now, uh, we're we're about to go record the next episode, but everybody else won't hear it for two weeks. So, what, <laughs> what are we going to be talking about? We are going to be talking about milk, or uh, the lack of it. There is <laughs> the lactose of it. Ha. Yeah, ah! we're gonna be talking about milk alternatives, and Woo-woo. it's a lot more information than I thought it would be. So get ready for another long one, but it'll Buckle be up. it'll keep you on your lactose. <laughs> <laughs> How many lactose jokes can we make? Well, Two. Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway, I uh. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. Yeah. I'm really excited to do this one, and I'm, I'm glad it turned out the way it did. This is a really good episode. Yeah. Thank you for sticking all the way through of this roller coaster of information. It was really fun to learn it. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll see how much or how long the edited episode ends up coming out to be. Yeah. It'll be interesting. There's a lot of cat compilation or complications and... <laughs> a little snack break in between yeah <laughs> um but yeah so as always all of our our research sources and the links to the quiz are going to be in the episode notes um maybe we could even include if i can find it online a link to the reishi spicy masala chai and then a link to the chamomile you're drinking oh that's a great idea yeah so people could try the specific ones that we have try our teas let us know how what you thought of them Chai artiste. Ha! Yeah. Chai artiste. <laughs> uh, and as always, you can find our podcast at webrewgood.podbean.com. That's webrewgood, 
www.podbean.com or on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. I also plan on looking into some other media outlets, uh, so stay tuned if we have any other places you can find us. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, you could come hang out with us or message us or just see what we're generally up to on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at WeBrewGood. Or you could send us a direct message or an email at WeBrewGood at gmail.com. And as always, uh, if you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, because that's all I've found so far, uh, we will thank you. Uh, right here on this podcast. So we would like to thank the one and only Mike Bainey uh, for leaving us such a glowing review. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to do that. It means yeah. the world. So thank you so much. Tell your friends, tell your dog, tell your neighbor's squirrel that eats out of that bird feeder that it shouldn't be eating out of. Just tell, tell, tell the geese and the bunnies and, and, and your cat. Mm -hmm. They probably won't care though. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're gonna go take a quick little break and then go talk about some milk that's not milk. But in the meantime, you guys stay, stay beautiful. beautiful. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs>